And I'm right. And you are listening to The Report. Yeah, we're still working on our spooky voices. <laughs> is it obvious? Is it obvious? We will get them one day, damn it. <laughs> that is a promise. We really hope you guys are having a good week this week, as always. Yes, we definitely are. We've been back from Anime Matsuri for about a week now. A few days, definitely. We came in. Sunday night, I think, was it? Yeah. At like 4 a.m., we literally drove all day. It was a trip, but let me tell you, that shit was so fucking fun. It was great. Houston was fun. The convention was fucking fun. New Orleans was fun. Cosplaying was fun. Yes, and New Orleans was fucking amazing. Like, I really wish we had more time to, like, spend down there, but... Uh, I don't know. It's like my tribe. And the AHS uh, Coven House, Buckner's Mansion, that shit was breathtakingly beautiful. I almost walked out into traffic and got hit by a car because I was trying my because <laughs> I was trying my best to, you know, get like all the pictures that I could of it. It was just yeah. fucking amazing. I really enjoyed it. I'm so glad that we had such a great time. I mean, we were in an Airbnb with good people, good vibes. It was our first time cosplaying and that was fucking awesome. Yes. The it was cosplays great. went really well. I was really flattered when I had a few people want to take pictures with me. I was like, Oh, of course I will. I'll let you take <laughs> pictures of me. Of course. I'm on display. Also, listeners from New Orleans, uh, your roads are scary as fuck to so drive are the on. Bridges. Yeah, scary as fuck. But beautiful town, definitely my tribe. I can't bitch too much, but boy, them roads <laughs> had me fucking I was fucking scared. I'm not we gonna lie. We were going up those bridges just holding onto each other's hands going Going, oh no, oh like, no, oh I, no. <laughs> I'm really only used to seeing, you know, good old Georgia, and there's just nothing like that around here. So <laughs> it was definitely something new. And also, we had one brilliant, fucking awesome listener that I adore very much actually gave us a succulent name suggestion because yes. we said when we got back, we were going to kind of pick out of the hat of suggestions, but we only got one, and that's fine. That's okay. We love you. We know you know who you are. And uh yeah, so you should announce that. Yeah, that's okay because they made it easy on us. <laughs> no, right. You took away so much anxiety. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to Nude Saucy for his name suggestion of Count, Count Succula, <laughs> which fucking lit. I literally got sent through the fucking roof when I heard that. And I adore this person. He's constantly being really, really sweet and supportive of the podcast. And it makes me feel really good reading his, you know, all of his comments and stuff. I think you're very awesome. And I have a complete affection erection for you. A <laughs> a heart on per se. <laughs> and we appreciate <laughs> Everything you do. Thank you. The succulent is now crowned. I deem out succular. Hey, Gage, get the fuck out. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, let me put my headset down first, but I'll, I'll be on my way now. So so um, today I've got something a little bit different for you all. I know in the first episode we mentioned that we'd like to be able to do some paranormal cases, mm-hmm. dark history, and things like that. Because Gage and I are both passionate 
and heavy believers of the paranormal, and we both also have a really strong love for history. We do have quite the hankering for history. We do, we do. So we'll be sharing some of our interests littered here or there between true crime cases. So it's all covered under an umbrella of spooky. Yes, we thought you guys would like that. I'm definitely excited to incorporate some more hauntings and things of that nature. It's approximately all the spooks. Approximately every fucking drop of spook. Now, I do have to turn on a serious note. Today's episode is extremely heavy. There are going to be some pretty graphic and intense descriptions of suicide. This is not a topic we take lightly, and we only want to share our information in the most respectful and accurate way possible. Absolutely. That being said, we want to take a moment before we dive in to remind you all that you are not alone in the world. Every single one of you are loved by someone, including us, because we love you. We do love you. In fact, here's smoochies. <laughs> I literally just bumped the fuck out of my nose ring on the microphone, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good luck. He kissed it. <laughs> <laughs> suicide is a tragedy all around the world. Each year, almost 800,000 people die from suicide. That means that approximately one suicide is happening somewhere in the world every 45 seconds. It's one of the top leading causes of death in young and middle-aged people. And from 2000 to 2020, the suicide rate increased from 10.4% to 13.5%. That's Holy a lot. Shit, that is a lot. With all that being said, mental health is extremely important to us. You are all important to us. We ask you if you are struggling and thinking about taking your own life, please reach out and talk to someone, anyone close to you. Because someone definitely cares about what you have to say. We remind you that you're precious, irreplaceable, unique, beautiful, and cherished in the eyes and world of someone else. Absolutely. If you are struggling with thoughts of self-harm or suicide, we urge you to call the National Suicide and Crisis Prevention Lifeline. The number is 988. Someone is available 24-7. It's a toll-free call, and it's absolutely free. You don't have to worry about anyone using your information or name in any type of database. It's completely anonymous. Don't be ashamed or embarrassed if you need help. We love you very much, and we want you to be okay. Absolutely. Gage and I both struggle with our mental health. And oh, we boy, do we ever. But boy, do we ever. <laughs> the amounts of mental illness in this room. <laughs> Absolutely. But we, we struggle with it ourselves, and we want to heavily stress to you, you are not alone. Again, that number for the National Suicide and Crisis Prevention Lifeline is 988. And now, on to today's case. Today, I'm going to take you guys to the island of Honshu, Japan. At the northwestern base of Mount Fuji, there is a forest there named Aokigahara, which translated means blue tree meadow. It is also known as Jukai, the sea of trees, and thrives on 30 square kilometers, which is 12 square miles of hardened lava after the last major eruption of Mount Fuji in 864 CE. Damn. So all of this vegetation and trees and such are just sitting on top of this volcanic rock. It's crazy. All throughout Aokigahara Forest are underground caves formed by lava. Among them, the most common cave type is called a lava tube. So as lava cools from the outside in, the outer layers of the lava harden and form a roof and a tunnel for, like, the remaining lava to flow through. Mm -hmm. The resulting cavern is, like, elongated, like a tube. 
There are three caves that are lava tubes that I'll be talking about in just a minute. So keep that in mind going forward. That's just like a little bit of background. Gotcha, gotcha. There was a video I watched on YouTube. Exploring with Josh's video will be linked in the show notes, but he and some friends went to Aoki Gahara to explore, and he reported that walking through the woods, there are tons of holes everywhere, as there's like a series of small tunnels that can be found there. And you're actually walking on tree roots that are spread over top this volcanic rock. So the leaves falling down from the top of the trees, it like covers the ground. So the footing there is very unstable. You don't know if you're stepping on a pile of leaves, if you're going to go into a hole or, or what. Seems dangerous. Yeah. Going off the trail that they have is pretty... Not uh, fucking recommended. Yeah, not fucking recommended. <laughs> but, but, you know, I'll get into that as we go. But there is moss, like, growing all over everything. So it's actually a very beautiful site. It's yeah. just a very difficult forest to trek through. Yeah, I've I've seen pictures of Ayuki Kahara, and it definitely is extremely beautiful. I will give it that. Extremely green. Very green. And it's green year-round. It wow. stays green year-round. Crazy. Some parts of Aoki Gahara are so dense, the volcanic rock actually absorbs sound. So all the noise that would normally be around you, the barking of squirrels, birds, and all that kind of stuff, would just be gone. <laughs> I'm sorry, look. You, I, all I ever thought of was squirrels barking. <laughs> squirrels barking. I just want to be the only squirrel in the world. Right, but that's actually kind of fucking creepy, though. Like, imagine being in a large area of woods and there's, like, no sound. Yeah, it Like, really... that's actually kind of fucking creepy, like, if you think about it. So, you know about, like, hyperbaric chambers and stuff like that, how there's no sound? Yes. It's sort of like that vibe, because it really puts you in a mindset of utter loneliness and solitude. Ugh. There are designated trails that lead to several tourist attractions like the Narasawa Ice Cave, which actually stays frozen year-round. Oh, like frozen, frozen? The Ice Cave is 156 meters long, and the average temperature is about 3 Celsius, which is 37 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh my god, so yeah, that's pretty fucking frozen. The cave was long used as a natural refrigerator. Nice, nice. In some of my research, I found that during the Edo period, ice cut in this cave was sent to the shogun and his entourage in Edo. And Edo became one of the largest cities in the world. And after the Meiji Restoration in 1868, the government renamed Edo as Tokyo. Oh, wow, okay. So, during the early 1900s, the ice that was formed in this cave was actually used in refrigerators for quite some time until, like, the refrigerators became electric. Wow, that's actually really fucking cool. I didn't know that. Another trail will take you to the Fugaku Wind Cave, which is 201 meters long. Inside the cave, there are icicles even in the summer. And lava terraces and rope-like lava forms, like stalactites and stuff... So, from the Edo period to the Meiji period, circa 1600 to 1900, this cave was used to keep the eggs of silkworms. This sufficient circulation of air that moved through the cave allowed for the keeping of the eggs in the cave. Oh, wow. This was at the height of the Japanese industry in silk making, and it was at its peak 
from 1815 to about 1950. Oh, so right in that time period. That's pretty cool. This cave also stays at a temperature of 37 and also absorbs sound due to its porous basalt walls. Oh, my God. So just silent. Yes. I've never been to Japan myself, although I know we both are wanting to go to Aokigahara. I would love to see it at some point. I bet that would be an intense experience. So when I was searching for information about these three caves, I discovered that the wind cave and the ice cave are somewhat close together. So I'm wondering if they're connected somehow. That would be interesting to see. And the last cave I want to mention is the Lakeside Bat Cave. This cave is the largest of the three as it measures 386.5 meters long. It is a home to an estimated 500 bats. And there's five different types of bats in that cave. Oh, all the flying little sky puppies. Oh, yes. The little black flying squirrels. <laughs> they're, they're flying rodents. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not very cool in the summer and in the winter it's still kind of warm. So many bats would typically go there for their hibernation. However, like land developments and random trespassing brought the bats to like brink of extinction. Holy shit. So now the cave is managed and a preservation area was placed. So the number of the bat population is growing little by little every year. Out of 200 or more caves that can be found in Aokigahara, these three caves were designated as Natural Monuments of Japan in 1929. That's extremely interesting. Although Jukai is beautiful and mysterious, there is an infamous darker side to this forest. Aokigahara is widely referred to as the suicide forest. It ranks the number two spot when it comes to a location that has frequent suicides. Mm -hmm. The most common place location for suicides is the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco, California. Oh, really? Yeah. I actually did not know that. In 2002, there were 78 bodies found in the forest. How many? 78. That's a fucking lot. That's a lot. In 2003, there were 105 bodies. Oh, my God. In 2010, the police recorded more than 200 people had attempted suicide in the forest, of which 54 actually completed the act. My God. The suicides continued to increase in number over the years, so much so that the local officials have stopped publicizing the numbers in any way, media-wise. So the numbers that you just gave, like, it escalated from those numbers? Yes. Because I was thinking, like, when you said 78 and then, like, 105, I'm like, that might not seem like a lot. But if you really think about, like, 78 individual or 105 individual that's people, enough for a small venue. that is a lot of yeah. fucking people. Yeah. That's actually a staggering amount of people. And it only increased from that point. Oh to my, this day. Oh, my fucking God. To this day. Oh, my fucking Like, they God. stopped publicizing the numbers in an attempt to decrease Aoki Gahara's association with suicide. Yeah, they're they're trying to, like, not glamorize it in a way. Right. Holy shit, though. That is literally so many. This has been going on for decades. Like, decades. That's literally chilling as fuck. Like, I knew, obviously, I know of the Aoki Gahara. 
you know, the base information of it, but I didn't know that the whole phenomenon of people killing themselves there has been going on for quite that long. I actually did not know that. Yeah. So that's very sad and very chilling. There is such a notoriety when it comes to this forest. Like, people are telling their children to never go there. Yeah. You know, and it just went with generation and generation and generation. And there are, like, urban legends surrounding the forest but i'll get into that soon as of 2011 the most common means of suicide in the forest were by hanging or drug overdose son of a bitch the rate of suicide has led officials to place a sign at the entry of the forest urging suicidal visitors to seek help and not take their own lives that's very sad annual body searches have been conducted by police volunteers and journalists since 1970 side note now as i was reading an article from the new yorker and in this article i can't pronounce her last name so i'm just gonna call her larissa but her last name is in the show notes larissa was communicating with a buddhist monk who wanted to challenge or confront japan's suicide culture in this article she said in japan Suicide can be a gesture of moral integrity and freedom or an act of beauty. When the writer Ito Jun killed himself in 1999, he was praised by intellectuals and it was said that his act demonstrated first-class aesthetics. Oh my god. When a cabinet minister under investigation for financial impropriety killed himself in 2007... The governor of Tokyo called him a true samurai for preserving his honor. What the fuck? When the anthropologist Junko Kitanaka was researching depression in Japan in the past decade, many psychiatrists told her that a person with no mental disorder has the right to choose his own death and that they have no business intruding on this most weighty and private human decision. That is literally so fucked. I think everybody, mental illness or not, has the right to do whatever the fuck they want to do. That's just kind of like, I don't know, that's just like a what the fuck kind of fact to me. Yeah. Like, uh, woo! Okay, uh... Another side note from the same mentioned article, suicidal parents have killed their children so as to not abandon them to an orphan's life. By tradition, a mother who killed herself but not her children was thought to be truly wicked. Jesus fucking Christ. I literally have no two cents for that one. So, the site I have no two cents for that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, the site's popularity has been attributed to, I think his name is Saicho Matsumoto. In 1960, he wrote a novel called Kuroi Jukai, which means Black Sea of Trees. Oh, wow. Okay. However, the history of suicide in Aokigahara predates the novel's publication, and the place has long been associated with death, as I said before. Like, one belief is that the act of Ubaste may have been practiced there into the 19th century. What is Ubaste? Ubaste is the mythical practice of senicide in Japan, whereby an infirm or elderly relative was carried to a mountain or some other remote, desolate place and basically left there to die. Oh, my God. So that way they could die with honor instead of just withering away to nothing, basically. 
Holy shit. I have no fucking words. Legend says that the forest is reputedly haunted by the yurei, or of those left to die. Yurei are basically ghosts of people who have suffered a violent and unnatural death. And it literally translates as dim or faint soul or spirit. Gotcha, gotcha. There's a reason why volunteers carry salt with them. Yeah, no shit, I know I would be. There's a reason why people look at you strangely. If you, like, get off the bus at the Aoki Gahara bus station, like the bus stop there, mm-hmm. they look at you, like, really weird. Yeah, because they probably think you're about to go in and fucking off yourself. That's fucking sad. There's a good reason why people don't go off trail there. One monk said, one walks in and two can come out. Oh, shit. That just actually gave me real fucking goosebumps. Oh, my God. Aoki Gahara Forest made news around the world in recent years after a controversial video circulated that was uploaded by American YouTuber Logan Paul. Oh, I remember this fucking shit. I remember this shit. On December 31st, 2017 is when he posted the video. Mm Mm-hmm. This YouTube video depicted the recently deceased corpse of a man who had died by hanging himself in the forest. Initially, Logan intended this video to be part three of his Tokyo Adventure series. Logan and his group had planned to camp in the woods, but in response to finding the corpse, they decided to notify the authorities and cancel their plans. The video gained 6.3 million views within 24 hours of being uploaded. It spread like wildfire. That's so sad to me. Logan's video depicted the corpse and his group's reaction to it were like standing around reacting to this body. And that's literally so disrespectful. Filmed the body for what, like four minutes? Yeah, it was it was a bit of time and it was really extremely fucking rude and disrespectful, especially disrespectful to the fucking dead. Like I a lot of people, I can't just say me, like, the the world, he got a lot of really negative backlash for that, understandably, as yeah. he should have, but completely, completely just fucking, he desecrated it in a way, you know? Yeah. Really, everyone criticized him. Celebrities, politicians, fans, other members of the YouTube community, like, everyone was on his ass and accused him of being insensitive to suicide victims, rightfully so. Here's a tip, kids. If you ever visit Aoki Gahara and you see a dead body, don't, don't film it and record your reaction for your YouTube channel, because that's not fun, nor that's cute. That's not cute. Okay, yeah. thanks. He was also criticized for other misbehavior he was captured taking part in during this trip. I watched the video and it made me sick to my stomach at the lack of courtesy for other people's culture. Yeah, no, like I said, it was bad. He's a little shit stain. That's about the only two cents I have on that one. He was definitely a little shit stained. He was filmed climbing onto moving produce trucks and a moving forklift at the Tsukiji Fish Market, removing his clothing on a crowded street, then proceeding to fight with one of the people he was traveling with and throwing a giant pokeball at passing citizens, including an officer of the Tokyo Metropolitan Police Department, He would throw around comments such as, Japan is about respect, but yet continue disrespectful and shameful acts for views and clicks. Like I said, little shit stain. Several petitions were made to change.org urging YouTube 
to delete his channel. The largest of which received more than 720,000 signatures as of February 9th, 2018. Good. As a result of the backlash, Logan removed the video from his YouTube channel, followed by a written apology on Twitter on January 1st, 2018. The next day, on January 2nd, he posted a video apology that was released to YouTube in which he describes his behavior as a coping mechanism. I'm guessing from seeing the dead body. I but honestly don't. I have no, no idea. Excuse. It's just There's no excuse. It's disrespectful. He's a little shit stain. That's like the only two cents I have for him. By January 10th, YouTube announced it was removing Logan's preferred membership and privileges and all other involvement with Logan Paul. Like, all the things that he had lined up in the future came to a screeching stop. And to which I say, good. Yeah, no, same. I would like to take you through an audible tour of sorts to give you a mental image of some of the things you would see if you were in Aoki Gahara. As always, I will list sources in the show notes so you can go and check out some of the images, videos, and information I found. Some of them are... Some of them are really... Not for the faint of heart. Right. So at the entrance of the forest, there is a sign that reads, Your life is something you receive from your parents. Please think about your parents, siblings, and children. Don't take on your problems yourself. At the bottom is a number and a request to call the Suicide Prevention Association there in Japan. There is a lone vehicle parked in the parking lot, abandoned for weeks. It is seen in numerous videos and pictures, and the owner presumably went into the forest and hasn't come back out. Oh my god. The vehicle is left there with little hope that the owner will return, and Kobayashi Setsu, Aoki Gahara's forest warden... Claims the vehicle has been sitting there for a year. Oh my god. Which I also included that video. The tree cover over Aoki Gahara is so thick that even at noon, you will hardly find a bright spot in the forest. The dense forest has a variety of conifers and broadleaf trees and shrubs. And due to the thick treetops, there is very little to no wind. Oh my god. The roots of these trees twist and turn and they spread out in all directions and everything is covered in moss. Aoki Gahara is so dense, in fact, that if you stray from the path, it is very, very easy for you to become lost. Holy shit. The forest is actually quite beautiful despite its reputation. There are man-made trails that tourists can walk and many see it as nothing but a forest shrouded in myth or urban legend but when you go off trail that's when the reality of depression and sadness becomes all too real the forest doesn't discriminate you could be an explorer just want to see the sights but stray from the path and got lost ultimately leading to your death you could be a tired factory worker drenched in depression and feel there's no way out so you come to the forest to lay your body down like, there's so many unknown variations of what could lead to someone dying in Jukai, but the fact remains that the suicide numbers are steadily increasing. That is fucking scary. That is literally, I mean, it's not only scary, but it's sad. Yeah. Like, that is so sad. There is an air of uneasiness and spaciness that overtakes you in a subtle way. Like, you feel like you're okay, but you're really not okay. Some people have reported feeling dizzy, 
winded, having tunnel vision, feeling faint or nauseous. Many acclaim it's due to geomagnetic fields or paranormal spirits, and many said their compasses didn't work. They would just freak out and would move in various directions due to like the high iron deposits that are within the lava rock. Mm -hmm. However, this has been falsely portrayed as a compass will in fact work when held at normal height. It only interferes with the compass when you set the compass down on the lava rock. But this varies in iron content and strength by location. Gotcha. There's ribbons in the trees. Oh, I've heard a little bit about the ribbons in the trees. That's fucking sad. Yeah. People who haven't made the decision to commit suicide and they're unsure about it, they will take a ribbon or string to tie off at the entrance spot and continue to walk while the spool of ribbon or string just unravels while they walk. Until they are satisfied with the spot they have chosen to contemplate, they continue to walk deeper into the forest, relying on this ribbon so they can find their way out if they choose not to go through with it. Gotcha. It's actually a smart tactic. Because anytime you're going into a forest and you don't know the land, it's it's pretty smart. That's an old Boy Scout trick. <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of these lines, you will always find something or someone. Oh my god, that just gave me fucking chills. I couldn't imagine it. I literally cannot imagine it. As I said before, the police, volunteers, journalists, they conduct yearly body searches for people. And if they find a body at the end of the line, the body is recovered and the line is cut and removed. To this day, bodies still remain to be found. In hopes of changing someone's mind, there are numerous warning signs scattered through the forest begging people to rethink their decision and get help. Camping, obviously, is discouraged due to the dangers of the forest, but mm-hmm. people still go out there with tents and stay the night, whether it's for ghost hunting, hiking adventures, or a night to rethink one's options. Oh, my God. Those who wish to camp overnight to rethink their decision will pitch a tent and either sleep overnight and decide to leave, or they will camp there to take time to end their lives. Son of a bitch. I literally could not fucking imagine. I cannot imagine walking out into this forest and following a rope or a line or seeing a tent and just following it and going to it and literally finding a fucking body. I literally don't know if I can handle that. Like, straight up. That's an intense fucking imagery to have. Yeah. But whatever like, means... Like, son of a bitch. Whatever means to an end, though, personal items are still left behind. As I said before, the two main methods of suicide has been hanging or by overdose, but explorers have even found rusty knives. Oh my god. The personal items I mentioned, we're talking cell phones, umbrellas, notebooks, food wrappers, water bottles, an abandoned bicycle, backpacks, and even tents that were left abandoned. Some of them looking worse for wear because they'd been beaten down by the elements. That's so very sad. Like, I know I've said that like five times, but fuck, it's sad. That is literally so sad to me. These items left behind are literally remnants of the tortured souls who left them there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's like literally so fucking chilling to me. But ultimately, it's just sad. Like, that's absolutely absurd that so many fucking people 
and specifically go there to to do that. That's just that's definitely I don't know. I know there's layers to it. I don't want to I don't want to add to this. Aoki Gahara is the worst, scariest place on earth because there also right. is beauty to it and there's good to it. But like, fuck, you look at that and it's like, ugh, how can you not get like twinged the fuck out knowing that like hundreds, hundreds, if not thousands of people literally collectively go here mm-hmm. and in their fucking life like that is. Oh, my God, that's heavy. Yeah. It's just fucking heavy. See, I'll use a different word besides sad. I'll use heavy the next like seven <laughs> times I say it now. But, like, fuck, that really is a lot. I literally only knew minimal base information about Aoki Gahara before this episode. Because if I know what you're covering, I like to kind of, you know, not spoil it for myself. I like learning facts as you give them. But, like, that truly puts it in a little bit of a different perspective. Like, this just isn't, like, a handful of people. I mean, that would be just as bad. But this is, like, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of fucking people. That is, like, oh, my God, that's sad. You can find skeletal remains of the bodies that have been there long enough to decompose down to the bone, still wearing the clothes they died in. Oh my fucking god. One YouTuber I put in the show notes, by the way, Blackwater Paranormal, he put in his video, and I quote, I have been in here five times. The first time was to ghost hunt it, and the paranormal side was extreme. Then I started finding bodies. Not deep in the forest. I found four in total and saw another two. Bodies, belongings, and sadness fill this forest. When you have people hanging themselves 50 meters from a bus stop, there's something really wrong. Oh, that just sent chills up my fucking spine. And watching that video is heartbreaking because when you watch it, your mind, without a doubt, when you watch it, will wander. Because you're looking at, he's not recording any bodies or anything like that, but he's recording his walk through of the forest following these lines. And when I say there's these lines out there, there are even lines that like cross over each other. Because, because there's so many. Right. Oh my fucking God. Yeah. And he's just following these lines and, you know, finding these items on the ground that have been like, you know, taken over by nature and notebooks and all this other stuff like people writing down in notebooks or drawing before they kill themselves and it's just like fucking christ so during the vice documentary that takes a tour of the forest an extremely creepy curse is found there's a um jack skellington like doll with his face cut off nailed shit nailed to the tree upside down as a sort of inverted crucifixion. Uh-uh. According to the documentary's guide, Azusa Hayano, they nailed this character upside down as a symbol of contempt for society. No, like, it's more like a curse. The curse is nailed in. Oh, my God. Fuck that. Apparently, it's not that uncommon for people to leave a curse on the world they're leaving behind. Yeah, so, that definitely happens. Speaking of the Vice documentary, if you watch the documentary that we have listed in the show notes, I want to warn you that it is very graphic. You will see pictures of people who committed suicide and skeletal remains, and it's pretty heart-wrenching. So I just wanted to throw that out there because you do see actual dead bodies in this video. 
Mm-hmm. I want to add that there have been some strange and creepy things. Now we're covering kind of like the paranormal side of it. There's been some strange and creepy things that also happen in this forest. You remember when I told you about the ribbons or strings and such? Mm -hmm. So these people can find their way out using the strings. There are stories of people having their tape deliberately cut, leaving them lost in the woods. Oh, my God. I literally could not fucking imagine. Some people think it's the Yurei who come and cut them. Fuck. Because I can't imagine anyone walking through the forest cutting strings as they go along. Like, normally, when, say, like, a volunteer or a policeman or whatever, a journalist, um, when they follow these lines, if they find a body at the at the end of this line, when they're recovering the body, they will take up that tape. And take the line with it. Right. So that way, that body has been recovered, so the family can get their... Closure. Their closure. But no, like I've seen video of someone actually showing where the line got cut. And it's it's not like it's it's not like it broke. It's not like it ripped. Like it was cut cut. Like it looks like it was deliberately cut versus yeah. an environmental factor. And a lot of people believe it's these ghosts that are, you know, putting people in a situation to do it. Do it. Which I, me being the heavy believer in ghosts and spirits of all kinds that I am, I don't fucking doubt it. I do not doubt it. Check this out. So another story from the writer from the Japanese Times told of an incident where he heard a terrifying scream in the forest. When he went searching for the source of the noise, he came across the dead body of a man at the base of a tree. A quick examination revealed that the corpse had been dead for some time. And could not have been the source. Oh, my God. He's not the only person to report hearing screams in the forest either. Like, the screaming is believed to be from the Yurei as well. Mm-hmm. I have heard that in regards to Aoki Gahara, the screaming. Yeah. That happens throughout the forest. I've heard about that a little bit. Which is fucking... Terrifying. I literally couldn't imagine being in any area at all. In hearing fucking screaming, but especially in the middle of the fucking woods, like, no, ma'am. Especially, Absolutely fucking especially not. Especially in Aoki Gahara, where the volcanic rock is soaking up all this noise. So, so literally how, all you hear... Yeah, exactly. How is the scream loud enough Literally, to you're in a completely quiet forest, and all you hear is a fucking scream. Like, that is a big old... <gasps> fuck that. Fuck no. It's the nope train to fuck that shit, Bill. Saying that is a definite fuck no for me. <laughs> that is a fuck no for me. So, Aoki Gahara is considered by most to be a very spiritual place, but that's not always necessarily a good thing. Buddhist monks have set up altars kind of scattered in the forest to combat what they say are evil spirits haunting the forest. Mm -hmm. And one Buddhist monk, his name is hard for me to pronounce, so I'm going to call him Kyo. He was visiting the forest to set up an altar when he told the New Zealand Herald... The spirits are calling people here to kill themselves. The spirits of the people who have committed suicide before. Holy shit. So, whether you believe in geomagnetic fields being the cause of people succumbing to their mental state, or you believe in the paranormal, I think we can all agree that Aoki Gahara should be feared, respected, and explored with care.
Well, now that I told you the story about Jukai, what do you think? Um, I think it's very, very fucking sad. Like I said, I definitely was familiar with the Aokigahara Forest. I was hoping at some point that we would do an episode on it, either me or you, but um, that's fucking crazy. That's sad. Yeah. That literally puts it in such a different perspective because I knew, I knew on a small scale what was taking place in that forest, but hearing the numbers that you gave and like how much of an impact it's truly had on the community... Yeah. That is fucking insanely fucking sad. It's just like I can hardly wrap my mind around it. It scares me in a different way. Yeah. Regardless, and- I'm glad we covered it and I'm glad that, you know, we you did the damn thing and I'm glad the damn thing is done. I'm glad but, the damn uh, thing is done. Yeah, that was actually fucking awesome. I mean, as awesome as very, very fucking sad can be, but you know, awesome. <laughs> So, yeah, you guys, we appreciate you listening. We hope you enjoyed our first paranormal-ish episode. Let us know how you feel about that. We want to start incorporating them, you know, a little more often because we we like the spooky stuff just as much as we like true crime. So I would like to incorporate both sides. If you would like to follow us on any of our social media platforms, you can. Find us on Instagram at... Gore Report Podcast. Find us on Twitter at... Gore Report. And on Facebook... At Gore Report, a true crime podcast. Yes. We will be back next week with my very first two-parter. I'm not going to give that away yet because I want it to be a surprise, but just know it's going to be a lot and uh, it has a little bit of everything in it. I'm really excited. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go do anything I can to get Ayuki Gahara off of my fucking mind now. I think we should go watch cartoons. Watch Watch fucking. It's the We share a brain cell. We're going to go watch. Cartoons. Specifically uh, anime. Specifically anime, absolutely. And we love you. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>